previously on Hashtag Colts Podcast. Oh, I wish it was that. <laughs> I wish that I wish that every time I walked into a room, I got that Dragon Ball Z previously. Well, have I isolated our listeners already? Probably. Hey, uh, I realize we have a lot of new listeners because we're playing our suite of episodes with the wonderful Mika Spielberg, who is, of course... Not only a, uh, a cam worker, she's in the sex industry, but is the daughter of Steven Spielberg. If you haven't heard the previous episodes, please, this is a documentary-style podcast. You've got to start from the beginning. We are investigating a cult called MGTOW. The format of this show is we're doing a documentary, and we take the interviews that we filmed and chop them up and analyze them as we continue to make the final feature-length documentary about this cult. I did one such interview with Mika Spielberg, and that's what we're listening to now. Uh, I wanted to interview someone in the camming industry. I approached Mika Spielberg. Uh, She was into it, and within seconds of starting our interview, she had already heard of MGTOW as a cult and had run-ins with it. And now we're kind of going through her experience, abuse, life, and I really think Mika is wonderful. Start the show over, and now we start the listening of the the show with the theme song, and then it starts again. Enjoy. What you are about to hear is the Hashtag Cult Podcast. What is a Hashtag Cult? Hashtag Cults are groups that signal membership by using a hashtag or keyword. This allows the group to operate on many different sites and makes them difficult to pinpoint. They use the hashtag model to spread propaganda on a variety of social media platforms without having a central account. This is usually because their ideas are offensive or their methods of communicating are abusive and border on website policy violations. In this show, we will show you the coercive groups and cults hiding in plain sight on the internet. just going to start like we're radio professionals. Who the hell am I? Well, I'm I'm Mike Ballack, one of the co-hosts of Hashtag Cold Podcast. And who the hell is my co-host this time? I'm Rachel Klochevsky. I'm a sex and relationship therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the next clip before look at us Jews taking up so much time. Let's go to the next clip where I have like a million questions about uh, a single term she used and I'm sure you know what it will be. So our 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 working theory now that I know you know uh, MGTOW is when you look at how they operate on comment sections in in forums, there's a system of indoctrination getting them closer and closer to their final goal of no masturbation, not living with women and having no mm-hmm. sex. Um, you see them sort of saying that that's the reason you're not successful in life and that there's a huge, essentially it's co-opt feminism to say women control the world, uh, not men, and that we are the victims of these these women. Uh it's so crazy to me. Like that logic is so crazy to me. Cause I mean, to be honest, I can't even leave. I work at a strip club. I can't even leave. Um, and I usually have like full face of makeup on when I'm at work, but I like can't even leave my fucking job unless there's a person walking me to the car. That's how dangerous it is. 
Yeah. So to, so to say that it's like you guys are like, not you guys, sorry, <laughs> you guys. Um, to say that like men are like, or even like women, like you know, like either side is like equally like just like the victim a hundred percent of the time. I used to have a massive victim complex. So like when I read articles mm. like this, I'm like, come on, like. Well, I'm not like, sure I'm familiar honest. with what, what a victim complex is. I know about victim. It's like nothing yeah. is ever my fault. Like, you know, um, nothing's ever my fault. Like, why are people doing this to me? And it's like. Uh, so victim complex. The victim complex. Yep. Well, let's 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 outline what it is. Victim complex. Yeah. OK, so a victim complex is the belief that, you know, you're always the receiver of the bad things that are occurring in the world and that you will always be the victim mm. of the structures in this world, which is funny when you're not, <laughs> but it's walking around with that belief that you will and will always be like you are and have always been and will always be a victim and you need to survive that victimization. What's, yep, what's yep, going yep. on? Um, well, I mean, it's really convenient when you don't have to, um, you know, when you don't have to take responsibility for anything because you're just a victim of all of these things that are happening to you. Um, there is, there was a, a bit of research that came out of Israel, which not shocking about a personality disorder, um, that is based on like victim, like victimization, um, I forgot what they called it. Um, I can't remember. It's very annoying that I can't remember that. But this is this will be Michael in the future dropping in the thing that Rachel sends to me in the editing bay. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's this idea that, you know, like, well, let's just look at it from the MGTOW perspective, right? She says, like, it blames men's lack of success on their desire for and be and like behaviors that they create around women and sex. And, and, you know, like if we think about it this way, men are raised to be predators of sex, right? Like they objectify women, they have to seek it, they feel entitled to it. So they have to play a game in order to make their prey, which would be women, to want to give it to them because otherwise it's rape, right? Mm. So they, no, they're not rapists. So they need to coerce in socially acceptable ways, um, you know, and say all the right things. There are memes going around. They say, I was a perfect gentleman. I held the door open for her. I listened to her and she still didn't have sex with me. What the hell? Like, like he's trying to put the nice guy coins in to get the sex out of the yeah. machine. Um, and so with that, you know, I tried to explain it one time to someone where I said, yeah, like if you bring a wolf, you know, into a space with a bunch of sheep, you know that a bunch of them are going to run away as fast as they can, right? But like, if a sheep comes to a group of wolves and is like, hey, <laughs> let me have it, the wolves will tear it apart. So if we're raised in this belief and in, in this system where men are predators and women are prey of sex, right? They're the objects. They're, they're the, they have the sex taken from them. Then of course it feels like they have the power because they can literally just be like, I want sex and have it. 
right? Because these men are, are being raised to believe that they always want sex and that they have to do everything that like their masculinity is attached to how much sex they get to have. So of course they construct their entire world around that concept of masculinity. And now what MGTOW is doing is saying like, no, take your masculinity back. You know, yeah. you don't have to fall prey to them. But like, ultimately it's just like they've created that standard, <laughs> right? Like men are upholding that idea of masculinity. It doesn't have to be there. So they're just being reactive to a construct that exists in the patriarchy, which is controlled by men. <laughs> so MGTOW are really just upset, you know, that women are surviving in that system in the ways that they are, and that includes sex work. So, you know, instead of seeing that they are just living within a system that they can very much change, they are choosing to perceive themselves as victims of that system when they are the benefactors of the system. It's it's just completely absurd. So, you know, it's the person that will provoke someone and then and then get upset that they yelled at them. Right. Right. And that's 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 that classic gaslighting. And 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 actually uh, uh Mika talks about that makes a lot of sense in terms of what Mika's going to talk about later um uh RE her uh pick me phase that we'll get into is this term I hadn't heard. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, the PMABs. I love that, that she brought it up. So in the, but in the next clip, um, I have another very specific kind of question. Not, not really. Uh, let's play the next clip where we talk about actually talking to these, these people. But it's like very hostile and it's more about my dad and it's not mm. about me. You can analyze the language and it's more about Jews. That that's what the article is more about. Just Jews. Like it's not yeah. about. And I don't even. Ident- I don't. This fun fact. I don't even self-identify as Jewish anymore because I have a different religion now. But it's still a large part of like who I am as a person. Like Jewish heritage is still, regardless of what I've gathered from other places, it's still a large part of who I am. So reading it, it was like, this is like a really like fearful, like angry person. Yeah. Did you feel as and and, and this is a more complicated issue, of course, for. A woman, of course, for a woman in the the sex industry. But did you did you feel as so? There's got a lot of elements that we can't talk about. But did you did you feel as though this was just another part of the abuse that women and women in sex get, or did you feel it was different than than those other versions of it? This was um like sorry, it's like a lot going on outside. Um, it's okay. This was like. I think the, like, sorry, (laughs) Um, probably the weirdest thing I've ever read. Mm -hmm. Um, It just like, I mean, like, I'm still thinking about it and I'm like, this is just like, oh my God. It's not, it's not your run of the mill creep at a a strip club. Yeah. No, it's and even then it's like this is not run of the mill creep who wants something mm. and also like go is like pushy about it. This is somebody who doesn't want anything but is also hostile about the people who do. And that's where I was like this is the weirdest shit I have ever read. Uh I will say this from the perspective of a journalist is and, and I've talked about this before on the show. A weird thing that happens 
in the world of cults is like and and I and I relate this as much as I can empathize if not sympathize to victims especially in in the the, the me too era um you have to convince people these people are bad and one of the ways that is really difficult with the red pill world is when you talk to someone like this it's mm-hmm. it's so and when you don't have a clinical background, which most people who are going to get abused do not have some sort of background to identify behavior and things like that, it's like living in – and I'm sure even people who have a clinical background when they're talking to someone like that are not putting their therapist or you know psychology hat on yeah. for the moment. So most people in this scenario, when you're talking to them, it is another world – you go into this realm that they create. And, and, and to some extent, it's how you understand the allure of cults based on this realm they go into. Because th- what they're saying is, you know, A, on a base level offensive to me. B, I mean, sometimes incomprehensible. But then C, yep. it is different than the way anyone else talks on a base level. On a base level, when you talk to a cult member, it transports yeah. you to a place you've never been before. And th- whatever level of cult that is, whether it's folly adieu or an abusive relationship, I learned instantly from these frustrating conversations and trying to get journalism and any kind of real response out of these people and hearing Mika, and whenever I find people who have been, this sounds weird, but whenever I find people who have been in abusive relationships or in uh, cults or any of these sort of things, I-, I get to talk to them about the one thing I want to talk to them, which is like, people don't get how insane it is. You can't imagine what it's like to talk to these narcissists. It's, and, and until you do it, which I, uh, you know, God forbid, not the Jewish God, okay? I'm not pushing it on you. Some God. Um, <laughs> God forbid you have to. It's it's so different. And from that, I understand the allure of being in an abusive relationship because it's like, man, if I walked, if I thought any of this bullshit was true, it would feel like being on the Power Rangers. Imagine everything yeah. on the Power Rangers was real, except most of the Power Rangers was like, you're a, a horrible person and like, you need to fix yourself. Um, it, 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 that's what that's what it's like talking to these people. And so every time uh, uh, Ra- Rachel, uh, 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 I'm mixing up all my names now, Rachel Alter, uh, London Wombeam, Mika, uh, my partner, getting to talk to them about... Talk, it's the number one thing I always bring up is people don't uh, Chris Shelton obviously people people don't know what it's like to talk to these people when you're not in it it's easier it's easier to, to just succumb it's easier to just succumb and I've talked to some journalists well, who've gone undercover and functionally at the time they're having an easier time afterwards they have a harder time than me but uh, functionally it's easier to just go along with the bullshit yeah, it definitely is easier to go along with the bullshit because they are loud and they're hostile and they're aggressive. Yeah. And sometimes, like, you just – the emotional energy that it takes to challenge that 
is too great. And that's literally how abuse happens. And when you get some answers that feel right to you, because you're not the bad person in this situation, she's the bad person because she's a woman who did all of this and manipulated you, right? Like when you get a little bit of that validation, you will get drunk on the rest of it, right? Like it's hard to tear it apart, right? It's hard to separate and to not completely fall down that rabbit hole because they gave you the validation that you never had access to. It's, it's fascinating too, right? Like we had a, the number one comment we get across the board is, uh, that 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 I am interrupting Rachel, and speaking from personal experience, or Paulina, or whoever's on, and part of that is they interrupt me too. Um, not saying like oh yeah. whatever, but I you know we, the show is full of boisterous, great, opinionated women for many reasons. One, I find them funny, and two, because. It's, I like showing women that it don't fit to that norm uh, because, or it's not a norm. It's a societal stereotype or pressure. Um, but we get that comment all the time and it's kind of difficult to explain in terms of, of, of getting, you know, trigger warnings and things like that or this really interesting idea that I could talk about for hours because when you actually talk to people about what triggers them, it's very rarely what in your mind, it could be, it could be the things that we sort of associate with the MPAA motion picture association of America. Like, you know, this graphic thing is going to happen a lot more times. It is emotional things. It's a man stifling a woman. It's, 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 it's a man not believing a woman. Uh, That's, that can be it because like, like you're describing there, you can get, Drunk is a great analogy for it. I'm not, I don't have a problem with alcohol. When I get drunk, I associate it with happy feelings. I'm a, I'm a great drunk. I get lovey dovey. I tell people we're going to start a softball league. You know, I, (laughs) I do well with alcohol. I know there's people that don't do as good. But then when, if, 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 if I wasn't that way and I had thought we were starting softball leagues, but what I was actually doing was yelling at people or scared of people and whatever, there's this counterintuitive response with, uh, 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 what makes you feel comfortable um, and what yeah. what is good for you right now, now that you're out of it. Um, and it, it, it's, it's fascinating to just learn all about this stuff um, and at the same time being able to be somebody who has cared for people in their life who've had this going on um, because... You know, you have to keep constantly seeing, as a human, you always have to be seeing somebody else's perspective. But when you're dealing and helping with people who are victims of abuse and living in that world, getting to the privilege to get to make this documentary has really opened my eyes in terms of like, wow, this is like, I had to do it for two hours. That was one of the worst two hours of my life talking to that person. You know, that sounds intense, and it never ends for the victims of this stuff. I mean, days. Day, I mean, imagine how many people do we all know in abusive relationships? Years, 
I can't. I, you, you you can't imagine it until you, until you're there. So it's been really interesting to hear comments like this coming back of you know just the world that they create and the nonsense that you have to listen to. If you or someone you know has experienced a hashtag cult, is trapped in a hashtag cult, or you have been affected by any group mentioned in this show, go to hashtagcult.org for resources or to get in touch with the show. We want to hear your story.